0: How many are following Jesus today? Man. How many have been following Jesus a long time? No matter how old you are, it's never too late to start to follow Jesus. Isn't that a great thing? He doesn't wait for you to be perfect, by the way, either. Isn't that good news? How many know that would never happen? (laughs) If you waited till you were perfect, he says, come as you are and then learn and then grow. That's the difference. Uh, We are not a church that is perfect. We are a church that is forgiven. The difference. We are a church that is uh, depending upon the Lord's help in order to get better. Amen. He's already our righteousness. Righteousness. You are already made ready for heaven in Jesus. But what he's calling us while we're on the earth is to go through the doors that he opens for us. And sometimes that you're not sure, is this the Lord? Is this the Lord directing I me? Mean, it was so exciting to hear the, the gals and their excitement for having the uh, experience of going to a different place. And uh, what I picked up a lot on that was the relationship that they built with the team was just just as important as the relationship that they were building in the churches and the ministry places of those regions. Our Lord is about relationship. Amen? He is not a God that we cannot approach. Fact of the matter is he wants us to come to him just as we are. Come to him any time, morning, day, or night. You don't have to make a reservation. Wow, what a wonderful. We don't have to call in ahead of time and put our number. And we just say, Lord, here I am. And he's there for us to hear your heart, to, to walk with you and speak to you. God speaks to his people today. God wants to speak to you and I, especially through his written word and then I believe through the promptings and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that helps our mind to resonate. The scripture says that his spirit bears witness with our spirit. So you and I have a spirit that bears witness with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit being alive and well, living in the church. I'm so glad today that Jesus didn't wait for me to be perfect before he accepted me. As a young boy, I knelt at an altar, very much a church uh, similar uh, in size in my hometown, Aiken, and I knelt and remember accepting Jesus Christ. Then I remember periods where I just wanted to, Uh, The altar call would be given. And, you know, I just wanted to seek him. I just wanted to be assured that I was was hearing. And sometimes as a boy, I just didn't know what to say. I would say Jesus. I would just say Jesus. And a lot of times I would feel his touch. And oftentimes just feeling the nearness of the Lord made me cry in those days. And still does. And so that's a good thing to be tender toward the Lord. But I want to speak briefly today, and we're going to be going to the lake for some of us in just a few minutes to follow the Lord in water baptism. And it is a great privilege to stand with our Lord. And um, Jesus himself was baptized. I really believe that the Lord gave us an example of humility. And he didn't need to be baptized, but he took the step for you and I to follow him so that when we ba- are baptized in his name, that we identify the work that he has done on the cross. We go below the water, symbolic of the death, coming out of the water in the resurrection of the new life in Jesus Christ, the power that he has for you and I to live. Did you know that you don't have to try to do it by yourself? Sometimes we get this a little bit. I know it's. We get frustrated with ourselves. when we sometimes we fail. We sin. We fall short. The best thing to do. The Bible says is confess it. Acknowledge it. And the Lord takes it away. Then I read about how David prayed that he would also Not only be forgiven but God would show him the wisdom and actually to pray that he would change that his inner man would actually change that we would not keep stumbling over the same things over and over again and so we have the body of Christ we have the Holy Spirit the body of Christ that actually is a great place if you were likening it to a garden The church of Jesus Christ is like a garden in which it needs some cultivating, some encouragement. It needs uh, the sun. We represent our Lord Jesus Christ. We could pull all kinds of uh, comparisons in. But where does one start when we follow Jesus? Let's look at a quick story in Luke's Gospel, chapter 5. This story has to do with Jesus coming into the disciples' world coming into their life. In fact, it's almost a bit uh, just like, in a way, a little bit humorous. Now let's read. Now it came about chapter 5 of Luke, verse 1. It came about that while the multitude were pressing around him uh, and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret and most as I can get to that translation of that word. And he saw the boats lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. So it's almost like I don't see Jesus asking uh, the disciple, can I borrow your boat? But he just kind of takes his liberty, steps into the boat and then asked him, push me out just a bit. What was his strategy? I believe that the Lord wanted to get onto the water. How many know that when you're on a boat in the water, sound travels really good, right? When you're across a lake and you can actually hear sometimes people talking in another boat, or especially if they bang an oar or something really loud or drop something, it just echoes. Can you see the Lord's strategy? He gets into one of the boats, which is Simon he asked him to put out a little bit from the land. And he sits down and begins to teach the multitudes from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night, caught nothing, but at your bidding, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. Can you hear the tone of Simon? Master, we tried it all night. And we caught nothing. And you're asking me to let down the net. How many sense to doubt? A little bit of pessimistic. What's the use? But the Lord said it. So uh, at his bidding, at his prompting, I guess I'll go ahead and try and see what happens. The worst thing that could happen is that we don't catch any fish. And we don't have to clean them. that so, right. It was no big deal. We're not out of anything, really. But the Lord caused a great catch to be caught. Jesus comes into the situation of the people. He gets into their lives. He speaks to them the truth, the kingdom. He teaches them about the kingdom of God. And now he goes back to the owner of the boat, which is Simon, and he blesses them. How many know when Jesus comes into your heart? That's a better place than it was before. When he steps into your life, he begins to speak to you what you need to do. When we're following Jesus, first of all, we start right where you are. Wherever you're at in the season of life. Where either you're uh, somewhere in the beginning or the front of life. It doesn't matter. In the beginning or the end, I mean, of life. Somewhere in between, perhaps. But no no matter where you're at, the Lord is able to come into a person's life. Isn't that good news? He doesn't wait for us to have everything perfect. We would say this would be likened to surrender. In order for a person to accept Christ, we have to admit that we need him. In order for a person, for Jesus... To do what he does, that person needs to know that he is the one and the only one. And simply believe. You don't have to have all the answers to every theological question. You don't have to understand it all to know Jesus. Isn't that good news? You don't have to uh, say, well, if I don't know this part of the Bible, then I, I, I'm not going to make it. No, it's starting with what you know. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. As simple as a child can, can believe and be saved. How many agree with me today? Thank God for his simple teaching. You see, Jesus may seem like he was late Jesus may seem like you know to Martha when Lazarus died she reasoned with the lord if you had only been here right if you had only been here our brother wouldn't have died and she began to cry of course and it was just it was it was a hard moment and it almost seemed like uh Jesus was late, but Jesus was intentionally late at that time. Because Jesus was, was proposing, he was, he was being led by the, the Holy Spirit to provide a miracle like none other. That he would call Lazarus out of, the, out of the dead after he'd been dead for four days. And he would provide a miracle of life to that family Jesus, following Jesus, we may not always understand what he is doing, right? How many, how many have been there? You don't always have the full meal, right? You don't know all the details, right? But you're called to walk and follow him because he knows the details. And he knows all the things that are going to take place even before we ask him, he knows all things. We can start with our Lord at any time, in any place, in any situation. Secondly, we don't have to understand all the scriptures. We don't have to understand that, that he is uh, working on our behalf. We don't understand how he's doing. We don't understand why is he doing it that way? And some of the questions that we have, why would why would God let someone get cancer? We we hit, we get questions. Why would why would God let an infant uh you know pass? We we have questions and some of the things that test us, we we are sometimes wondering, um uh, Lord, what are you doing? And it's a test for us. But we are convinced And sometimes when the going is a valley or you're going through a stretch where you're uncertain that God himself is actually uh, leading you uh, right through it, he's with you right there, and he will give you every day that which you have need of. The thing that we are called to do is to walk with him one day at a time. I sometimes... I'm glad that I don't know the future, right? I'm sometimes glad that I don't know about tomorrow, but I trust him for this day. And I do know this, well, whatever happens tomorrow, God is big enough to lead you in and lead you out. God is your supplier. God is the one who he said in his word, he is able to do beyond what you can even understand or think. It is not like an afterthought for God. Oh, well, I'm leading this person along to the, what are we going to do now? Gabriel, you know, got anything on your, uh, your agenda? <laughs> no, he doesn't have to do that. He knows all things already. He knows where he's leading you. He knows where he's taking you. The greatest work that God is doing is to change us to become more and more like him more compassionate, more forgiving, having more uh, of a desire for eternal things, having more of a hunger and a thirst for the things that are above rather than the things that are on earth, having a compassion and a desire for people to come to know him and and you're stirred in your heart to share your faith and live your life for Jesus. Following him is really about letting Jesus in your boat in this story that we it's just let him letting him have your boat he he owns it anyway, letting him have your heart, letting him have your life, letting him have the steering wheel, letting him have the rudder that he will navigate you through, that he will take you in the right direction. It comes down to a, a simple, simple faith, believing that whatever he says. I may not understand, but if he said it, I will obey. I will trust him. so here you are, Lord. Take the boat it's yours anyway. You created the wood that went into that when we begin to understand the big picture, you were created for him. you were bought with a price. you're not your own. he says you are you are in his his sight, his view at all times. He wants us to believe for simple. The simple, uh, the word that he said, I called you out and I've chosen you and I want to dwell in your heart and dwell with your, your life. Make your life exciting. Make your life a life that is an adventure. One of the greatest things that people, when I, when I get around people that are, have the Lord in their lives, is they're excited and they want to tell their friends especially new believers and that's a great thing because their friends need to know why they're excited their friends need to know why they're changed and that's in a great attraction to people that are not saved yet that they begin to see they're the life I don't understand (laughs) they never used to go to church they never used to want to read their Bible I can't understand about that's what they all they want to do now and so we begin to see God is at his at his work in the hearts and lives of people You know, there were days, I'm sure, that when Moses, as he had the Lord leading him with a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by day, it it sounds so easy, doesn't it? It just, well, God would pick up, the cloud would move, and then they would move. It sounds so easy, doesn't it? But why did that group of people, it wouldn't be very long down the road, they were wondering where, where's Moses and they fell off, fell off, fell into sin. Oh, my goodness. Are we sometimes so, sometimes quick to forget. Listen, God has led you this far. Think about your life for a moment. When God started working in your life, and God has led you this far, that his plan and his purpose is going to continue to unfold to you day by day. And so he says to you, follow me. You don't have to have it all together. You don't have to know all uh, all things. Simply, f- I will show you when we get there. I will lead you in the next step. And so as we read on, you know, there's this, almost another humorous story to me in, in the Old Testament. You remember when Naaman was uh, he was reeked with leprosy and uh, a servant girl uh, told him about the prophet Elisha, and said, I wish that Elisha was here. He would, he would take care of that. And so they sent for Elisha. But Elisha didn't respond to what Naaman thought he would do. He thought Elisha would come out of his house, and he would, he would say the word, and boom, he would be, he would be healed of his leprosy. And, and it would be great, and it would be honoring. And, and what Elisha said to him, you know, he just sent a word to him. Go down and dip seven times in the Jordan. Go down and dip. And, and Naaman was mad. I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. What is that going to do? That's humiliating. That's what he was thinking. But finally, he was convinced, if you want to get healed, sometimes God asks us to do things. It seems ridiculous. It seems out of a comfort zone. It seems beyond us. But sure enough, as, as Naaman obeyed, God brought him out of that water. He was cleansed. He was made whole and righteous. Our Lord asks us to follow him even though we may be the only one that stands out in the workplace, in your community. Sometimes I run into people I'm the only one in my whole family that walks with Jesus. And I say, wow, keep it up. Sometimes you wonder, what will it take, what will it take for families to come to Jesus? I believe that the Lord wants to save individuals and also their families. I believe that Jesus wants to save Moms and dads and the entire household. And on it goes to the next generation. That we are here. Why do we have church? Why do we believe God's word? It's just so that we can get instruction. So that we can encourage one another on. And so the Bible says not to forsake your assembling together, but all the more as you see the final day approaching. What a privilege it is that we still can meet. That we can proclaim the things of God in, in, in America, that we can we can walk uh, with our heart and not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we're going to. Some of us today uh, are going to have the opportunity to be baptized. It's another way to follow Jesus, following His words, going into the water, representing symbolically the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Coming up alive and new. Baptism itself doesn't save us. We believe that already through Jesus Christ, our personal relationship, that is our salvation. But baptism is a public declaration where I stand in public to declare the things of the Lord. We've even heard of uh, uh, neighbors that have watched on and said, wow, whatever you're doing, that was awesome. I heard something like that. And so people watching us You never know. But it comes down to in the workplace. When you do that extra thing in the workplace, or you do some way of a loving kindness to someone else, that's what following Jesus is. It's loving people. We can't change them. We don't don't have to change them. We bring them to Jesus. So we're going to pray, and we're going to sing a simple old chorus after we pray. And that's going to kind of be our, um, our sending out song. You know, just in a moment, we'll sing, I'm going to, uh, I've, I have decided to follow Jesus. You may not, you may remember that from way back, or you may, it may be new to you. But Lord Jesus, thank you for the obedience, Lord, that you've called us to walk in obedience. We've called us to simply trust you. We call, you've called us to, to go through that door that you open. You've called us to be salt and light. And, Lord, I pray a blessing, Lord, that this would be just a great day all the way through those who step into the water today. Lord, may it be a monumental experience, a moment in their faith that they say, yes, I belong to you, Jesus, and we declare that as our King of kings and Lord of lords. Now we thank you that we can come to you at any time or moment. And so whatever we may be going through today, we can... Take those cares to you right now and lay them at your feet. And then we pray now that you will bless and orchestrate all our life with furtherance of your gospel in Jesus' name.